We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Flo. And this is my impression of a 1930s gangster using Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Yeah, see? This Name Your Price tool really lays it all out on the table, see? All I had to do was tell her how much I wanted to spend, and it gave me options in one place, see? Makes all of it easy to see, see? It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool. Only at Progressive.com. I might need glasses so I can see more when I'm doing gangster stuff, see? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Any chance you moonlight as Melanie99488 on Skype? Not today. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, EFS lineup optimizers, and more, Head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. If you missed us a couple days ago with John Wallen, I strongly recommend you go to Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you download your podcasts and download that. You'll get a lot smarter. John was great. We talked about season-long formats for the first time in a while. Uh, it was a great time, lots of fun, lots of jokes. Uh, stay for the Jamie Vardy jokes, they were great. <laughs> but uh, let's move on Or here. James Vardy, if you will. 
Yes, or Hamas Vardy, or just Hamas, if you believe the rumors. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are going to move on here. We are going to go on to game week 13. And as with me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Laird. I am Mike Gottlieb. Andrew, it's going to be a nice return from the international break for some teams, don't you think? <laughs> Certainly not one of the ones that's kicking off the weekend. Yikes. Yeah, it's been a very interesting, interesting set of news, some injuries we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to go into our DraftKings teams a little later for the Daily Dose. But yeah, you just alluded to it. The 745 game for game week 13 is Watford at home against Manchester United. And, you know, there were some people even before the news saying that, you know, Watford at home, they, they have a chance against this Manchester United team. And now... I, I haven't checked the betting lines, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be even more favorable towards Watford now. Yeah, you'd have to think so. So we've got Anthony Martial, who suffered a foot injury playing for France um, on Tuesday. He is out. Um, Wayne Rooney is out with an illness, I believe. Marouane Fellaini is out with the knock that he's had for a few weeks that they still haven't told us what it is. So... The question is whether they go with James Wilson, who has had kind of sporadic playing time this season. He recovered from a, a knock himself, so he's ready to play. Or, or not, or, and they can play Memphis Depay, who has been noticeably stuck to the bench recently. So um, there's plenty of opportunity for those two guys because, you know, those are big holes to fill. But Watford's not like a pushover, so we shouldn't necessarily think that those two can like steamroll um steamroll Watford yeah and Watford on the on the flip side they have two forwards that can steamroll that defense because if there was one thing they're not known for it's being overly physical right yeah the uh I'm kind of looking at the odds now uh, Alex Spalding includes uh odds from Patty Power as part of his DraftKings uh lineup and so as of five o'clock on the 18th 5 p.m eastern on the 18th which, which was is, Wednesday. Yep. Watford was a ten to three uh, for the outright win. They're now three to one. Uh, the draw odds were twelve to five that day. They're now nine to four, and United is now a twenty-one to twenty favorite as opposed to the ten to eleven. So at twenty-one to twenty is a terrible number. You yes. wouldn't bet it. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't bet it originally, and now you're certainly not betting it now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think. So. I think. I think you're gonna have to go to like two to one to get any kind of money on on Manchester United at least. Yeah. The, I, I think I think the money's going to come in pretty heavily on Watford now it's, or, or for the draw. I was going to say, I think the draw probably gives gets a little more. I mean, yeah, 12 to 5 down to 9 to 4. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm thinking Watford here are uh, not significant favorites, but, you know, if this was an NFL spread as a home team, I would give them like a five-point. Yeah, five, like three for home and plus a couple extra because I do think that matching up, they're better. Like this is a team that has the players and the system to to break down Manchester United. I'm worried about a scoreless draw. Really? I'm worried about it. Yes. Manchester United well, have been pretty good defensively. Well, then I'll put it this way. You have to pick one goaltender. Which one would you pick for this game? I would probably pick. Uh, that's a good question. Regardless of price. Yeah, if I thought, I mean, if I'm going with the 
scoreless draw, then I would go with Gomez because I think he'll see more shots. For example, it is not unheard of in a season-long format to have both those goaltenders. Correct. Correct. So, um, in a season-long format, which one would you go with? a great question. Um, I'd, I'd probably go with Gomez, hoping for a little bit of a differential play. So, for, for weekly, okay. That's how I, I look at it. Interesting. I think both goaltenders are going to be very highly owned if you play the early game. Uh, and I think the early game, there's actually a lot of good value, considering that you know there's going to be likes of Jesse Lingard, who actually could... Yeah. Uh, you know, flag could be flanking. I think it would be, it would not surprise me if flanking, um, if flanking someone like James Wilson would be Memphis and Lingard. Hmm. With Mata behind them, or with Herrera? Mata with both. Yeah, that sounds fun. Right. I hope, just as somebody who enjoys soccer, I hope memphis breaks out of this little funk that he's in because he's a really exciting player to watch when he's playing well yeah and yeah yeah, the one thing to watch out for is that there's there's bad weather on the horizon it's england of course there is well not not across all of england but specifically but it's specifically in the midlands and in the in the northeast there's sorry the northwest there's going to be some bad weather if you're playing on DraftKings, de gea is the highest priced uh goalkeeper on the full day slate at 4,400 and uh, Jorelio Gomez is at 3,100 near the minimum. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I said, I don't, I think I actually think you, if you want a differential play, you're going to have to go with De Gea in that format. You think De Gea is the differential? Yes. Cause I don't, cause of the price. I don't think people are going to pay it. Oh, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I bet he's higher on than you think. I think people look at Watford and they're like, Oh yeah. I mean, United should win that. No problem. This is why 20% of the people win 80% of the money because people are <laughs> stupid. Okay. Now, uh, for the for the offensive options this game, do you I mean it's obviously you got to go Odiani Gallo first. Uh, probably Troy Deeney second in this game, right? You're you're not going to get to a Manchester United player until third at least, right? Well, it depends on the format because uh, if you're, you know, if you're playing on DraftKings where we've seen these crosses pay off so much, I think Mata Juan Mata has a has a case to be one of the top guys. Uh, I would put, I would probably put him ahead of Dini. Um, but Igalo, uh, yeah, I'd put Igalo first, sure. Okay. And now overall, would you put Igalo before like a, a Gomez or a De Gea? Yeah, I would. I think the upside for him is is higher than those guys again, just because again, again you're proving you're proving further why I feel that De Gea is likely the 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 better differential play because of those factors. You have a a very good goal scorer and a team that plays very that's very well organized, so they might get they, and their strategy is the long ball and they have two targets on the long ball who are bigger and stronger than the center backs of Manchester United. It, I think it's just a terrible matchup for Manchester United. So what's the why would you play De Gea at all? I wouldn't. What I'm saying, oh, oh. I don't think a lot of people are going to for that reason. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And that's why the ownership percentage is going to drop. Also, considering the price, I think more people will be on Gomez than on, or sorry, more people should be on Gomez than they should be on De Gea. Okay. I think cool. De Gea will still be a higher owned between yeah. those two. Well, that price is attractive, though. As Dark Helmet uh, always said. That is why good will always lose because good is dumb. <laughs> well played. 
All right. So we have plenty of games, uh, other games to talk about, but I think the early game is a very interesting one this week uh, from from real life and from fantasy. So I, I think there's definitely at best case scenario for Manchester United is a draw. I, I really do believe that. What happens if they're dominant? What happens with Rooney? I mean, this team has been so much better without him. If they're dominant without Rooney and without Martial, it, they, I think it's status quo. It goes back to the same argument you had that when they're both healthy, who yeah. do you play? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, it, it it really depends on what style Van Hall unleashes, and I don't think it'll be an offensive one. Does he have a style yet? Yeah, he does. It's very Mourinho-like, to be fair. Hmm. It's it's very pragmatic. It's very... Uh, Vintage no... Mourinho, not current Mourinho. Correct. We have no problem winning ugly. Okay. You know, three points is three points is three points. I don't have all the players I want yet um, to really go expansive and go forward. So I'm going to be pragmatic until I get the guys that I want, even though they spent $200 million in the pounds. Excuse me, 200 million pounds. So it is crazy that they've spent this much money. It's amazing how little 200 million pounds can buy now. Right. I'm not sure it's actually how little it buys, but ultimately they're still relying on guys like Lingard and James Wilson. You know, like, I guess they're not relying on Wilson, but like. Actually, you know, Paddy McNair is going to come in on defense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Tyler Blackett, although I don't think he's with them anymore. Um, Yeah, it's weird. Weird team. Yeah, well, you know, in well, fairness, the Schweinsteiger Schneiderlin combo has been awesome. I was just about to say the key to this game is going to have to be Morgan Schneiderlin. Yeah. He's going to have to really get about the pitch and control the middle of the park. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's where Watford, in my opinion, are weak. Yeah. So, it, 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 you know, and that's where United are strong. And when you're strong in the middle of the park, you can do a lot of, you can do a lot of things. You can, you can win a lot of games just from the middle of the park. Are you going to play uh, Neom? Well, we'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, I, yes, I would. That's the way I'll put it right now. He may, be, he may have made my team. He may not have. I don't okay. know. He hasn't been crossing quite as much, no, as previously. So, okay, but, we'll get uh, there. Yeah, you're afraid of a goalless draw, which is great for defenders. Yes, sure is. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, relegation bound Chelsea versus relegation bound Norwich. So, no, 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 sorry, relegation contenders. Rich, <laughs> I'm overly pessimistic. Okay, when all is lost, all that's left is relief when all hope is lost all that's left is relief okay so chelsea are at home against norwich uh bronislav ivanovich may come back yeah hey you're excited <laughs> the savior comes in on his way to <laughs> swiss cheese oh, poor guy it's you know i can't I, I can't play dfs anymore i have to watch this game this will be match of the day i believe as well oh that's even better so um uh, the best fantasy option on this game, let's say DraftKings scoring, is it Robbie Brady? Yeah, I uh, we talked about this a little bit on the MLS podcast last night. the The biggest issue that I have with the new DraftKings scoring is that crosses have become too important. Yep. Uh, and I think the the easy solution is to make them half a point each instead of a full point, or um, just count completed crosses. That, so you actually get to someone on your team. Yeah. Yeah. 
and we never talk about Jesus Navas again. But exactly. well, that's my point. Like a guy like Jesus Navas is going to score points because he technically crosses the ball. Yeah. But I mean, when you when you cross the ball to the other team, it could be considered a giveaway, <laughs> a turnover. Yeah. And especially well, the way he passes it, it should be considered a turnover. The 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 great line that JD had uh, last night was basically like, "I don't want to have to." cheer for Mark Albrighton and Robbie Brady for my fantasy team. He's like, fantasy is supposed to be fun and it's not fun having to exactly root for guys like are the, that are, are the best players on the pitch rising to the top of the, of the rankings. And in my opinion, with this scoring, it's no. Yeah. Well, I, I think the easy solution is just to make them half a point that be, it, it didn't make sense to me that they made, um, is it interceptions or is it, I don't know. One, one of them is uh, is half a point, um, and it doesn't. It didn't make sense to me because they seem to have added that, you know, to create scoring. You know, uh, to make value for guys who are not necessarily um, normal fantasy contributors, like center backs and, and defensive midfielders and stuff like that. And it's um, yeah, it's interceptions that are half a point loss or half a point. And so, but the problem is, is that there aren't enough of them to. To do that so like you're not going to focus on a high interception guy because it's only going to give you like three points and so you're ultimately beginning your research to build your team around crosses which like that's not an important enough part of the game like yeah obviously goals are still like the key but no they're not well it's much more common to get like five four or five crosses than it would be to get a goal certainly that that way yes um well that's worth the same amount of points well the goal is 10 oh that's right that's right and it's really 12 i thought i thought thought it was six yeah the assists are six so like chasing assists chasing assists with a non-crosser is worthless and so the with the even with a goal at 10 points um you know you're you're going to get that from robbie brady so is it like really worth spending up on on guys who are very goal dependent. Eden Hazard. Yeah. Take him in the same game. Let's take him in the, put it in the same game. In DraftKings, there is zero justification for having Eden Hazard over Robbie Brady. Right. There. That and that's and that's a problem. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and so it also the the clean sheets for defenders is completely worthless now. Because if you get a guy who sends in ten crosses and loses, you know, two nothing, like you're not that you're equals good. your clean sheet. Yeah. So you're good. <laughs> you know. So it's really too bad that that they kind of overcompensated with these crosses because with the switch to to uh, Opta, but we got to play it. So you know that's what we'll do. But uh, I don't even remember what your question was at this point. Who is the number one mind. fantasy option in this game um, on, on DraftKings scoring? Is it Robbie Brady? Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's and again. When you go into the when you go into this game, are you watching for Robbie Brady? No. <laughs> well, we are now. No. Yeah. Well, now you are. Uh, if this is a game that is supposed to, uh, you know, grow the Irish brand of soccer, that's a great idea. Because yeah. Seamus Coleman's worth as worth as worth something too now. Yeah, but he doesn't even really cross that much. It's. I, it's the, the, I, I, I was just trying. I I made a leap. I yeah. It's it's really the corners that have been like the biggest addition to the, to the um to the cross points because now that those count, like some guys do get, you know, five and six, that's basically five or six extra points because it's a point per cross. So, um, do you think Pedro is going to play? Do you think he gets back in? No, really? I don't. 
I think he's one of the people that Jose Mourinho has identified as a problem person. We were IMing earlier this week how I gave you the trivia question about who leads Chelsea in shots, and you guessed, I think, eight people before you guessed Pedro, who was the correct answer. Pedro leads Chelsea in shots. Shots on target or just shots? Shots. Just shots. Jonathan Which is kind of crazy. Also has a ton of attempts inside the box. Doesn't mean that they're any good. Sure. Costa leads in shots on target. That makes much more sense. Yeah. Uh, and he's missed a bunch of games. Anyway. So did Pedro. That's the worst thing. Pedro's only played like six games or something like that. It's the problem is, there's a ton of problems with Chelsea. Now, we keep asking this every single time. This is definitely a game that they should win handedly. They should dominate. They will have a bunch of the possession. Sorry, they will likely have a bunch of the possession. <laughs> um, will it matter? I don't think this is... I think the problem with Chelsea thinking that they're going to break out in this game is that they haven't shown an ability to get up for these big games, or these small games, excuse me. Like, they're playing to their opponent, and so, you know, I, I would, I almost feel better about them when they're up against Arsenal or Spurs or Liverpool than they are against Norwich, Stoke, and Newcastle. Am I wrong in thinking that? They've lost a combined total of 6-1 to one between Liverpool and Manchester City. And they beat Arsenal 2 nothing, right? Yeah, but that was the only... That was the only they only have three yeah, Such a shenanigans game, too. But anyway, um, I don't know. I, I'm i going to stay away from Chelsea in every yeah. possible and, format. And, and you remember, and, and, yes, and earlier in the week, we talked with John Wall, and like I said in the beginning of the podcast, not a single one of us mentioned a single player from Chelsea in season long formats. Yeah. That's that that that's that's what speaks the loudest. Thibaut Courtois due back in December. Maybe he's the key. Even though Begovic has been fairly good. Anyone on Norwich? Besides well, besides Brady. Um I think you have to consider Nathan Redmond if he starts. Um so He's the only one. I'd probably stay away from Jerome or Bocani, whoever starts there, even though... What about a defender like uh, Andre Wisdom? There are enough crossing midfield or defenders elsewhere that I I don't think the upside's there for him. Okay. Chelsea have been really porous on set pieces, so Russell Martin and uh, Sebastian Basson could be possible center backs that could punch a goal in. Yeah, but you're... uh, you're taking too much of a chance with a defender. Oh, you're taking a huge chance. Yeah, I'm it's just not if, worth the chance. If you're in one of those big tournaments with like hundred, like a hundred thousand yeah, I mean, people, I guess uh, I don't. I don't think the winning GPP lineup is going to have a defender who scores a goal. I don't think that's going to be the the winner. Fair enough. All right, Everton are at home against Aston Villa. Uh, guy, you got to like Everton's options in this one, right? This is one of the mismatches. It should be a mismatch, though. Aston Villa blanked Man City before the international break. Um, yeah, the worst. Th- the, it was a bad timing for an international break for Aston Villa. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but they also and they also got hit by the injury. I was going to say Rudy Gasted is out. Um, More importantly, Jordan Amavi is out. Yeah, Jordan Amavi torn ACL, done for the year. Which he actually was kind of um, in and out of the starting eleven. Strangely enough, but yeah, but he he's electric. Yeah. As oh, a, yeah. He was as, as, a, as a right back. Or yeah. You back. could argue easily argue that he was their best fantasy option this season. Um, I did uh, a, th- a column this week just on kind of the 
stat, team leaders in different categories. And speaking of uh, of the DraftKings scoring system, Amavi led them in tackles and interceptions, and I think he was like second in crosses and second in assists or something like that. Like he had, he was listed across the board as much as Dimitri Paye was for West Ham. Obviously, the stats weren't as high as Paye's, but I mean, he was. He was important. Uh, yeah, he was very important. Um, it looks like Kieran Richardson, who is not really a gross a, a right back or left back, is going to do it, but he's going to play there. But uh, yeah, is Al- is, and, and Alan Hutton's still going to be the right back. Yeah, he is. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he has. He he at least crosses the ball. I think he yeah. takes the corners too. So yeah, he definitely is somebody who's gotten attention just because of the crosses. So it's um, you now he's uh, again. It's one of these that like. Aston Villa is not that good. They're playing against Everton. They probably are not going to shut them out. But Alan Hutton has 18 crosses in his last three games and is only 3,200 bucks on DraftKings. So you got to look yeah. at him. And it's like, really? This is, we're, we're looking at Alan Hutton now? Yeah. Well, playing on the road against if Everton? You, if you choose to play Mondo goals, uh, <clears throat> Brad Guzan and Kieran Richardson combined are 7.4 out As of 100. Be. As they should be. Uh, look, as a goaltender, if you start and you're under four, you're going to be on my team. Yeah, it's that simple. I, the the points just aren't there. Anyway, I uh, just well, I just wanted to give that little tidbit on Mondo goal because I, I you know just a team that I would think about playing if I was able to actually play this weekend. Sorry, man. It's okay. Um, it's all an exercise in futility, just like Chelsea. So. We will continue on. Um, I mean, for Everton, you gotta like Romelu Lukaku. Uh, Ross Barkley's got to be an option. Uh, is Jerry Day Lefeu an option for you? Yeah, he definitely is. Um, Alex Spalding, who I mentioned earlier, um, wrote about it in our in our weekly DraftKings piece that uh, Day Lefeu has, uh, I believe, it's twenty two crosses in the last three games. He also has a goal and two and two assists. He's only 4500 bucks on DraftKings, and he's kind of one of these plays where you're plugging a midfielder into a forward spot, which we usually say, you know, you don't, or that is occasionally what you want to do. And this is a great opportunity to basically get like a, you know, if you, because we're not so, <clears throat> excuse me, we're not so dependent on goals. Uh, you can find a decent floor out of Deo Lefeu, and he's certainly capable of scoring or getting an assist on a Lukaku goal. So uh, I think he he's definitely a worthy play, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I I, I 100% agree. And we'll see if he's in, if he cracks either of our lineups on DraftKings later. I have a funny feeling he may. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the Aston Villa side, offensively, a wasteland, correct? Well, yeah, because... Uh, we were always kind of throwing Rudy Gestead in there every so often, and he's out now. And I just, there's just not a lot to bank on. You're not going to get a lot of production out of like Jordan Scott Sinclair. Or, yeah. Just, it's a, it's a fantasy wasteland, as Matthew Barry would put it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just, it, 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 there, there's not much there. And which means Everton defensively, you got to like your options. Seamus Coleman, uh, Funes Moray, if he plays. Uh, Jags, I think Jags uh, is you know Jags yeah, Jack, is uh, Stones. Jags. Yeah, Stones is who I meant. Yeah, Funes um, Mori is pretty cheap everywhere because I mean, backup center backs tend not to get high prices on on uh, sites. But yeah, the uh, I, I'm more confident in the Everton defense than I am Aston Villa, even 
even after that shutout of Man City. So, did you ever trust Tim Howard? Uh, I would this week, yeah. Cool. All right, so let's move on to another game that appears to be a mismatch: uh, Newcastle at home against Leicester City. Uh, you gotta like Leicester's offensive options, like you do every week. But uh, you know, Jorginho Wijnaldum. We talked to John Wallen about it. He really likes him still. Uh, and Iosi Perez for I was, Newcastle. Yeah, I was say Perez. Do they have enough punch going back against Leicester to to make this a goals on both sides? I think it, yes, I absolutely think they do. Uh, mostly because Leicester's so poor defensively that I don't think you can depend on them shutting out Newcastle, and so. It's not a, um, you know, these are two teams that don't play a lot of uh, defense. So, yeah, you should find a lot of goals in this one. A lot of goals. Okay. Over, under three. Over. Interesting. I I, I, I would, uh, uh, I'd say under. Only because I don't think Newcastle scores much. I think it's 2-0 Leicester. Uh, I think it's, I think it's a decisive victory. You think Leicester. Leicester actually shuts somebody out? Yes. Wow. Specifically Newcastle. On the road. Wow. I I don't believe in Newcastle at all. Uh, you get it, especially at home where they're going to hear it from the fans. That's the first thing that goes wrong. Um, wow. I'm going to respectfully I, disagree. That's fine. I, I, I have no problem being the counter opinion. In fact, I, I welcome it. I embrace it. You can call me an idiot when it actually <laughs> goes against me. It's fine. All right. I, look, being wrong 100% of the time is just as useful as being right 100% of the time if you're listening all the time because you can just do everything I don't say. There you go. So Just what you want. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So let's go, let's go to the next game here. We have Southampton at home against Stoke. Uh, the enigma that is Stoke City. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, it's They're like the Andy Dalton of, of fantasy soccer. You just don't know which version is going to show up. And Southampton, they look uh, they look really stable right now, especially defensively. Uh, you got to like, with Ryan Bertrand coming back now, uh, well, being back now, and uh, you know Virgil van Dijk being uh, a recent fantasy star, uh, you got to like Southampton here, don't you, at home? Yeah, I'm all over them, uh, defensively yeah. and offensively. Yeah, Graziano Pelle, Dusan Tadic, Sadio Mane. Yeah, I love Tadic. Yeah, it's, it's it, you know, it's almost he's almost a must start on DraftKings at this point. Totally, yeah, because he he has the the Cross floor goals. for crosses. Yeah, totally. Same with Riyad Mahrez and Leicester. Um, I'm not, not sure. As, not as much crossing. Yeah, but yes. <laughs> goals, assists. Yeah, so. which he gets all the time. Yes, he does, and he takes penalties. Yeah. Okay, so. Southampton at home against Stoke on the Stoke side. I mean, Jordan Shakiri has looked good recently, especially against Chelsea. Uh, but who doesn't on the outside against yeah. Chelsea? And uh, I mean, Jonathan Walters looked good for Ireland, got them into the Euros, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. If you would have said to me that between Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Ireland, that the one team that would not make it to the Euros was Scotland. Was Scotland? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> You know that that you know the Scots have to be pretty embarrassed now. It certainly doesn't feel good. Yeah. Well, anything from the Stoke side for you? Uh, no, I'm staying away from them. I just the, yeah. Even Ryan Shawcross and all the all, and Glenn Johnson. I'm nope, just not, not sure. Glenn. I mean that. Yeah, Glenn Johnson. No. You oh, I still him. still didn't mean it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know how you can think that they're gonna. Not that you need a shutout from them, but 
Yeah. Uh, Eric Peters, I think, is actually he's one of those nice like peripheral play, you know, peripheral stat plays. But um, I'm not sure there's anybody else that you can really make a case for. Yeah. I've never been a big Shakiri guy. He does kind of contribute across a few categories, but still. Yeah. Well, speaking of Scots, though, uh, we go move on to Burnmouth, who have Matt Ritchie on the wing, Scotsman, uh, going to Swansea, going to Wales. Good Lord, United Kingdom all over the place here. All right, so for Burnmouth, they've run up against some hard times. They have a lot of injuries. Uh, Swansea looking not great either. No. Is this a time where you can say they at least clamp down and and get a clean sheet? They being Swansea? Swansea. Um, I'm not willing to take that. No, I'm not willing to, to make will, that will, jump. Will, will Lucas Fabianski have the typical Lucas Fabianski game and get like two saves and one goal one allowed? One goal allowed, yeah. I I don't know. They, I've seen some things online with some optimism for Bafatimi Gomi to break out of this funk. I, I don't I don't see anything that makes me feel that way. I mean, obviously, Burnmouth have struggled defensively this season, but I mean, I feel like we could find value elsewhere. Will you find value elsewhere on both sides? Like you just going to ignore this game for the most part altogether? No, I think with uh, I think Richie is definitely a worthy of of a play just because he can contribute kind of everywhere. He had twenty one crosses in the match uh, before the international break. Like he scored twenty nine points on DraftKings and he didn't score or get an assist. Like that's crazy. <laughs> Five shots, one on goal, twenty one crosses, and two fouls drawn. So that's. Like, that's perfect cash game floor right there. And not that I think it's to the point where I don't think he's going to be like under owned because they're playing against Swansea. Like, I think people are just going to plug him right in. Yeah, I can't get used to that scoring system. I apologize. I know. It's, it's like, I don't know. This isn't as fun. No, it's. That's how it, I'm starting to look at it, which is kind of a bummer because this is supposed to be fun, right? That's what they say. Maybe I'm not missing anything, New York State. Thank you. Okay, so Swansea side, we talked about them too. Uh, defensively, I mean, let's say this go over under three goals again. I'm going to take the under. But you think there's goals on each side, so you think it's one one? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. God, Lucas Fabianski is such a tease. <laughs> even even at home, I, every fiber of my being wants to say that Fabianski is a is a. He's going to be a differential play. Not a lot of people are going to take him because he hasn't been that great. But I think there's an opportunity for a clean sheet here. But Glenn Murray always happens when you least expect it. All right. But I'm not even sure he's starting anymore. Yeah, no, he's not. He's, yeah. very, he's definitely not. Josh King actually is not a bad option either. But So would All you right. play Federici? No. No, not with Ayu and Bafatimigomi, no. And Montero, just, just no. Okay. All right. So the next game here is West Brom at the Hawthorns going up against Arsenal. And, uh, you know, Joel Campbell, I have to talk about him because he, he's someone who's, who's had such good loan spells in La Liga. <laughs> now he's starting to come true for Arsenal at the position that, of course, Theo Walcott could potentially play. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain can potentially play. Yep. I mean, what do you do when everyone's healthy there? He goes right back to the bench. Yeah, that's such a waste. I, I, I think I think Joel Campbell is a diamond in the rough in this game. I mean, this is exactly why they kept him around and didn't loan him out because Walcott and Oxley Chamberlain haven't exactly been the biggest, uh, you know, shows of fitness over the last few years. And Aaron Ramsey too. He's another one who's out. Who 
I think if he was there, then Campbell would be pushed out, even though they don't necessarily play the exact same position. So he's going to have to keep playing like this in order to even have like be in the conversation for playing time. But the yeah, he he doesn't produce a ton like outside of you know the possibility of a goal. Like his floor is rather low, so that's why I tend to stay away from him. But he's still pretty underpriced on most sites, so. I understand the idea of going after him. Yeah, I think he's going to be very inexpensive as well. So just you know, the just an option we don't always talk about. Obviously, you like your Alexi Sanchez's, you like your Mesut Ozil's, you like your Olivier Giroud's. Uh, you know, defensively for Arsenal, would you trust you know Czech Bellerin? All yeah. of them as yep. well. Yeah, I would, for sure. And I mean. Chris Brunt or anyone on West Brom or Solomon Rondon, do the, anyone ring a bell for you? Uh, yeah, the the one that, and it's back to the scoring system is uh, Sessegnon. Because oh, Sessegnon. Sessegnon. What I say? Sessegnon. Sessegnon. Yeah, because he's crossing a, a fair amount. He draws fouls, so like he's very cheap on a lot of sites. He's starting, and he's you know, there's not much upside, but he's got like a decent floor. So I, you know, I think he's worthy of. Uh, of at least consideration given that. Interesting. I would not have thought that. Yeah. He's another one that like we shouldn't, we shouldn't necessarily be thinking of, but now we have to. He's in the same price range as Jesse Lingard though. So I would take Lingard over, over him. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the big game of the weekend here. This is the 1230 game on Saturday. It is Manchester city at the Etihad against Liverpool. Uh, Gang and Presson invade the Northeast <laughs> or Northwest. Excuse me. I will never get right. my directions nope. right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, can you can you think of anything you know here that really stands out? I mean, we talked about Roberto Firmino with Mullen. Do you do you do you think that there's you know some kind of forgotten value with him here for Liverpool, or is it just you know Aguero now that he's fit, David Silva if he plays? Is it just your 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 typical guys that you would start normally? I think it's the typical guys. Uh, Vincent Company is going to miss out, so Man City is going to go with Otamendi and Mangala in the back. Which, anytime Mangala is on the on the field, you have to kind of think about the opposing attackers. Uh, Sturridge is reportedly like close to returning. I can't imagine they start him just because he's made a paper. But um, I don't know. I feel like this is one of those classic big games that doesn't end up delivering big scores. Um, so, uh, you know, I actually was looking at David Silva, um, just because he's a little cheaper than a lot of the other guys, but, and I'm not sure a lot of people are going, but, uh, Pellegrini said today that he's still, it was some weird line. Like he still feels a sprain or has a sprain in, in there. <laughs> and it's like, well, if it's still hurt, then why are we, why are you pretending like he's coming back soon? So Aguero is the one that jumps out at me. Just because he's been out, Wilfred Boney is out, so Aguero is going to start. Um, the last time I said I was worried about Aguero uh, not playing ninety, he scored five times, so I'm not sure that necessarily is going to happen. But he's the one I think that is drawing most of my attention from this game, and probably Kevin De Bruyne after that. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's certainly just stereotypical, you know, just start your studs. You know, that's really what I'm hearing here. And there just aren't any studs on Liverpool to start. Well, I would put Ben Teke in that in that range. And you would start Ben Teke against Manchester City. I would 
think with about the, it. With the, with the service, he likely won't get. Um, right. Uh, that's fair. Well, in, in fairness, Alberto Moreno is gonna uh, send in a ton of crosses. So really, he has been uh, against this team against Manchester City. You're, do you think they're gonna let the left back go forward with uh, Raheem <laughs> Sterling on that side? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's fine. I just unless Alberto Moreno has a fitness level we haven't seen before, I don't think that's going to happen much. Yeah. Okay. I think Nathaniel Klein would be a better option to go forward and back, as he's shown that he can do it. But that 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 would be it. Right. And not starting any Liverpool defenders against Manchester City at home. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, that's be, you're not calling that the classic differential. Not that's like one of my biggest pet peeves with all of our fantasy all of our industry is yeah if you if, if you want if you want to start a guy with talent that's not going to be owned much Simo Mignolet has mm-hmm. talent no one's picking him <laughs> go ahead yeah I'm yeah. A, I more go with the uh, whole like so-and-so has been playing horribly lately and he's got a terrible matchup so he's a great tournament play because nobody will own him and it's like <laughs> that's not that's not good come on guys we can do better than this yeah, there's no value and there's no opportunity. Right. That's, so nobody. That's the, right. That's the guy no one's gonna have. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it. You know that. Not even on the radar. All right. Spurs are at home against West Ham. The London Derby here. Uh, this is, you know, without Dimitri Payet, this game swings decidedly towards Spurs. I think. I, I don't know how West Ham looks. I mean, nobody knows who what they look like without him because he was like by far their best player. And I like I, I'm staying not not only am I not staying away from them, I think you can absolutely target these guys. Like I um I was surprised at at how low uh I've seen the, uh Harry Kane ranked just kind of or discussed because I think this is kind of a perfect matchup. Not that like Pai was like a defensive stalwart, but um, you know, when a team has to figure out how to play without their best player, it usually takes a little while. And, uh, you know, they're still trying to fit in Andy Carroll. And I think Sacco was actually ruled out. But, you know, Carroll, Valencia is banged up. They've got Yelovich there. Uh, we talked about Manuel Lanzini uh, with Wallen earlier this week, who I think is like a decent play. But I think, yeah, this is all Spurs. Yeah, uh, I think Eric Dyer's interesting defender that you can take. He plays in the midfield, so he'll have opportunities to get all sorts of stats there. Yep, yep, I think... Um, Dele Ali is another one who has been really underpriced and has been playing exceptionally well for them. So I might actually like his upside more than somebody like Christian Eriksen because I've never been a huge Eriksen fan. He is playing well lately, but um, I don't know. I think this is a game you could definitely target. I agree. I agree. This is going to be a very heavy Spursy game. Uh, maybe an Andy Carroll late goal in garbage time, but just to ruin know. the clean sheet. Yeah, exactly, because that that's the Spursy thing to do. But you know they've been stingy defensively this season, so that may not even happen. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, on the West Ham side, defensively, Aaron Cresswell, Carl Jenkinson, pass. Adrian, pass. Yeah. Just you have to. Uh, Hugo Lloris is interesting if you, you know, he's going to be the highest priced goalkeeper if you're going to do the late slate, you know, Sunday, Monday. There's only two games. Two so. games, yeah. I think you're going to see more ownership on Hennessy, so, um, against Sunderland. So, yeah, I think Lloris is a decent shot. I mean, they've been yeah, playing really be, well defensively. Yeah, but he's going to be the highest priced, is my point. Yeah, that's true. Most people probably aren't going to take him. Yeah. 
Well, you could, yeah, and then you take Pantillamon because he's been horrible and he's got a horrible matchup. So perfect. Horrible matchup, not true. Because Crystal Palace. Let's get to that game right now. Crystal Palace, for all their talent, they don't score a ton. Well, you know who's back now. Connor Wickham's back. So now they have a striker. This team's a lot different when they have somebody like that. We'll find out. I remember you making all these promises about Connor Wickham in the past. Well, he's been hurt. I mean, it's not like playing his old club. Not that it's like a revenge because he wanted to leave, but like the, I think they are much different when they have a recognized striker. When yeah, that opens Dwight up Gale. the possibility. It opens up the possibility of you know starting Bakary Sako again. Does he start though? He's gonna play. I was no, gonna I say like he, I think he should. I don't know if he will. Right. So who then? Who sits? Punch and Zaha or Balassi? It would probably be Zaha. Zaha, yeah. And then you put Punch in between Sako and yeah. Balassi. Balassi, yeah. But Kabai is still probably the top guy, right? He's another one who actually goes across the stat sheet. Like he goes across stretching interceptions and, he gets, he and tackles. Penalties. Yeah, he takes penalties. That's yep. the key. That's that's the way he gets his goals. He's not scoring many from open play, but right, his right. goals aren't worth as much, but they're still goals. They're still goals. Yeah. Uh, just Crystal Palace, you know, I expected a lot from their striker position this season. And of course, since I said it, it doesn't happen. Well, they just haven't had one. That's well, that's not true. (laughs) Sorry. Given the right person, the chance. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Patrick Bamford. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, defensively for Sunderland, you know, no, they've had two really exciting options though. You have to admit Van Onholt and Yedlin have been very exciting to watch. I think Van Onhold is done. I don't think... I think they that one's tried and failed. I think they're going with Billy Jones, which is <laughs> just says it all. Yedlin's look good, though. He has. I mean, he's looked good enough to keep playing. I, wouldn't, I don't want to necessarily say they've looked good. I forget who they played before the international break, but somebody scored, and it was basically the highlight. They had one of the behind... Yep. Uh, He'll be, just, he'll be just good enough to sit behind both Kyle Walker and yeah. Kieran Trippier next season yeah, for Tottenham. Exactly. Right. Poor guy. He's no, gonna get... not, not poor guy. He'll get loaned out again. He's yeah, still I was just paid. about to say. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Jermaine Defoe? No, thank you. Jermaine Lenz? No. He's not starting anymore either. Yeah, it's a total shame. It's funny that you bring up Jermaine Lenz. So I went um, after or maybe it was early in the international break, I went on to EFSA to pick up uh, Jermaine Lenz. And I didn't want to pay anything for him. And so I said, or excuse me, I couldn't put in a waiver for him yet because the the next period hadn't opened yet. So I literally set an alarm on my phone to do it when it opened. It was like last Tuesday at nine o'clock, at nine o'clock in the morning. So my alarm goes off, pick up Jermaine Lenz. And I'm like, all right, so I like start looking. I noticed that he hadn't been starting, and I'm like, maybe I'll wait a little bit. I go on yesterday to basically say, you know what? I think he might be worth stashing. And who do I see that just picked him up like <laughs> three hours earlier? Sports by Gotti. Unbelievable. Read your mind. I couldn't believe he was there. Well, he he's not playing, so like I understand why he was there, but he shouldn't have been. Like I went to pick him up and didn't, and now. So I'm going to assume that you are cursing him instead of letting him come to my team and flourish. What, 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 what's happened? <laughs> what's I mean, basically what's happened is that since I picked him up, he's going to sit on the bench. Right. Patrick Bamford style. Yes. 
you know, with a nice comfy jacket. Right. That's really all that's going to happen from there. But I did pick up Wickham instead. Of course. Of course you did. <laughs> but on, uh, on that note, let's get to our daily dose here because we're, we're, we're uh, running up against yeah. some time here. So uh, we're going to do our DraftKings lineups here. Again, you know, the, the new lineups, the new scoring with mixed mixed success, I think, so far. Uh, I, I don't think the changes are done. I hope not. Just because I, I, I think, I think it's just weird they made the changes mid-season for one, and then secondly that it's just you know it's so drastic. Anyway, I think I uh, think the change came about when they moved to Opta because I think stats didn't necessarily offer as much as Opta did, and so they were willing. They had to make the change because I think they were having some pretty big issues with with stats. Like I've seen more than a fair share of people complaining about uh, you know different scoring things and at least when you rely on opta who's kind of the industry leader not kind of is the industry leader with this thing then you can at least fall back on that but um the so the change is like well we have more um more stats available so we might as well just throw them in now plus they're going to expand to the uk soon so yeah it's i don't know i don't know i just i i think they have to do more if they want it to be rapidly successful yeah, I agree. We'll see. All right. Daily dose time. For real. DraftKings, goalkeeper, Jorelio Gomez. Oh, went for it. Yeah, it, it wasn't even a debate for me. I, that was one of the first names on the list for me. Okay. I, I, you know, that's why I wanted to do the early start because I really thought there was value in that game. And mm-hmm. for that reason, Jorelio Gomez was the first one. 3,100 for your goalkeeper who has that potential is, is great. Mm-hmm. And then my back three is I did not use a flex on a defender, even though I thought about it. Um, but for defense, I have Cedric at 3,200, uh, Neom at 3,100, foreshadowing from mm-hmm. before, and Virgil van Dyke at 2,800, because that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I, I have two Southampton defenders who average together to be 3,000 each. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of the way that you have to do it. Um, because there are, there's enough value uh, underneath that um, that you can you know save significantly on these um, on these defenders in order to pay up further up the pitch. So it makes sense. Yeah, and then you know when you look when you break down their points per game, you know Neom has eight point six point per game, and Van Dyke has seven point nine, Cedric has ten. The highest points per game, I believe, is Kolarov at eleven point six, and you're paying almost double the price. That, double that, for Kolarov, yeah. Yeah, and it's, that's just not worth it. Yeah, he's. I mean, he still sends in like a decent number of crosses, but you're right. Like he's yeah, not that price. He's not it's worth it anymore because it's not. Um. the The upside is not there anymore because you can get those, um, those crosses elsewhere. Like he's yeah. not scoring anymore, so it's like. It's yeah, he's just not there yet. Who okay, and your defenders and goalkeeper? Um, I have Stecklenberg, who at thirty four hundred playing home against Stoke, I think was way too cheap. Uh somehow Casper Schmeichel is ahead of him. Uh, that I, I don't understand that one. Um I have uh Charlie Daniels from Burnmouth, who's been you know, for basically crosses. Simon Francis has moved to, to center back recently, so yep. he doesn't have the upside as much there. Um I paid three thousand for Christian Fuchs, who's another one playing sort of on the outside for Leicester, who send in uh, you know 
as many crosses as they possibly can. And I kind of went back and forth with a number of guys. I had, um, um, who did I have? Now oh, I've lost my, sorry, I lost my, um, oh, Funis Mori I had, excuse me, who was only um, 2,200. Oh, that's good. Um, which Queen, I don't. Clean sheet dependent. But yeah, it, I have 600 bucks left over. I've kind of tinkered with this lineup like way too much. So I actually can go with Van Dyke. Um, he's the one who I was considering more, but um, I don't know. There, Brendan Galloway is an option, but I'm just not sure he's going to start, which, um, you know, obviously yeah, put some hesitation we there. About, so. We didn't talk about this during the Everton game, but is Leighton Baines going to come back anytime soon? I don't think he's fit enough for 90 minutes, so they don't want to start him because they know they have to use a sub on him right away. So I don't think I don't think he's going to start this week, but it's possible that he starts next week. Gotcha. Um, and Interesting. Obviously Interesting. So, you know, expensive. just, you know, keep keep an eye out, yep. if you will. The other one I considered at 2,500 was Baba Rachman, but I think with Ivanovic back, then he has no chance of playing, so. That's not that true. Bad. It's not true. We both know it's not, true. Not that he has no chance. You know, first of all, they could take Aspilicueta out. To be fair, they could put Ivanovic on the right and Rockman on the left. Yeah, he has really no, chance. no chance. All right. Um, my midfield, midfield. Yes. is just packed with crosses. Um, like I think most are going to be. Yep, this I have Matt Ritchie at 5,500. Okay. Dusan Tadic at 7,500. I paid 3300 for Junior Stanislaus, who is playing on the other side uh, of Richie for Burnmouth, who uh, um, sent in 11 crosses in the match before the international break. So he looked good. He looked good. I yeah. remember watching him and saying he looked good, but he got subbed off early, which is strange. Yes. So hopefully he hits 15 crosses this week. And I put some midfielders in my – two midfielders in my flex spots as well, and I'll just go with them. I did – I went with Robbie Brady, which just bothers me that I did that because I hate having to play him, but he's almost like a must-play at this point. And that left me basically with the ability to take anybody, uh, or at least almost anybody, and I settled on um, Kevin De Bruyne, which is not... I I don't really want it to finalize that. It was either going to be De Bruyne, Ozil, or Vardy, and Vardy's kind of iffy with this uh, knock with his hip injury. Um, so I'm going with De Bruyne right now just because I think, um, you know, I think the upside is there and he has a, a decent floor as opposed to guys like, um, Lukaku or, or, uh, Aguero that may, may not hit that floor enough. And the upside's obviously there, but I don't know. I think I read a little too much into Aston Villa, goalless draw with, with Man City. And so I'm a little scared that they can pack it in against Everton. Which is why wow. I didn't go with the No, Lukaku. no way. That is a one-time <laughs> offer. No way. Okay. Yes, you are reading way too much. Anyway. Okay. Okay. My midfield, I also have Dusan Tadic. I also have Robbie Brady. But I two other differences from you. I have one midfielder in the flex with Jesse Lingard at 3,200. Mm, yeah. Yes, I, I know. I, I have a midfielder against the opposing goalie in my same lineup. Just, you know, 3,200 is 3,200 yeah, for Lingard. No, I like so that a lot. It's price. You know, and also one goal for a goaltender won't kill you now in this format. Right. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Lingard there, and I also have Riyad Mahrez. So I have both Tadic and Mahrez, which is just a ton of points. Yeah, I – yeah, I 
was hesitant on well I'm not hesitant on Mares. It's it's more if Vardy doesn't play, like does that I, I don't know how Lester looks without Vardy. Uh, you, so then you, why you, do you pick then why did you pick uh Christian Fuchs then? Um because I think it still allows him it was kind of just a throw-in. Like there are plenty. Like, I'm going just like for Hall crosses. Lingard, just so. like how Lingard was a throw-in. You just have to. You know, it's just the price. I guess. Um, I mean, not that like three thousand is that cheap, but I still think he ends up sending in crosses. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know what they look like. And so it's it's more of the. Does that mean Newcastle? Not that they're like excellent defensively, but does that mean that they can essentially just focus on stopping Mares? And if so, does that leave Leicester with like can all Brighton and Schlupp make up the difference? I counter with, does it matter if Newcastle decide to try to stop one person? Right. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, just saying it's much different saying we need to stop Mares as opposed to we need to stop Mares and Vardy. Everyone, everyone knows they need to stop him. That doesn't mean they can do it. Yes. Fair. Better defenses have tried. Yes. But, All right. But, but they haven't with both of them out. That's what I mean. Gotcha. I understand. Okay. I guess Mares missed a game, but. Yeah, I think you're overthinking that one too. Yeah. All right. So forwards, I have Odion Igalo at 5200, and I have Aruna Kone at 4500. Of course you do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and he technically counts as a forward. I have Jared, uh, sorry, Gerard Deolafeu. So yeah. two Everton players here at 4500 as well. Yep, I think that's. I have uh, Deolafeu also, and I. Uh, threw in fifty three hundred bucks on AOZ Perez, who's another one who's just like a high floor. That my that that's like the thing that I come back to with this scoring is that like I'm now focusing too much on floor, which you know is fine for cash games, but I I tend not to play that many cash games, so I'm I'm using the wrong um, the wrong strategy for the turn for tournaments. But I it's like there are too many points that I'm leaving on the table by avoiding these guys, so. Um, I don't know. I hate to admit that I'm like still trying to figure out where, where I have to break off of that strategy in order to look for the upside. Maybe it's with Lukaku if I um go without De Bruyne. The the player with the highest floor in the scoring format, honestly, is Mark Albrighton. Well, with no, with basically no goals and no assists, he's averaging close to 16 points a game, second highest of all players. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean he's up there. I think Richie is another one who's and it's Richie Brady and and Albrighton. The Albrighton thing worries me if they win this game because usually a lot of those crosses come when they're behind because they're just like flying up the field trying to score. So if they actually do go ahead on Newcastle, like is he going to have to play? You know, will he do that? This is this is a lot. I think you're severely overanalyzing it. I know it's. Yeah, I gotta get out of this funk. Yeah, yeah, I think you're overanalyzing it, and you're 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 just stripping the fun out of it, Andrew. <laughs> I think so. they stripped the fun out for me. Oh, come on now, not all the fun. No, the most fun is that I'm always wrong and the girl <laughs> is right. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I'm sure you've been right once. And on that note, we will end this episode of the RotoWire <laughs> Fantasy Soccer Podcast. On that, I am certainly right. So for Andrew, I am Mike. We will catch you next week when we talk about Game 14. Oh, my God. Chelsea, please win a game. <laughs> Thanks for joining, Andrew. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotawire.com slash soccer.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.